You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm your host, Brad Jackson. And what are we smoking this week, Brad? Ah, this week we are smoking the Cigar of Kings. Well, somebody with a crowned head, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, we're smoking the crowned heads, Mil Diaz. We will be with you for the next thousand days as we consume this cigar. <laughs> yes, Mil Days means, or Mil Diaz means a thousand days. And it uses... An Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers from Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Peru, and is offered in four sizes. Yes. Yeah, so... And it also has a big red M on it. <laughs> why does it have a big red M? For a monkey. <laughs> and why are we talking about monkeys? Because when you got to talk about crowned heads, you got to talk about the king, a.k.a. King Kong. Versus Gojira. <laughs> yes, we are talking about... Kind of the return to theatrical releases and, uh, you know, the new uh, Kong vs. Godzilla vs. Kong or Kong vs. Godzilla. I don't remember how they titled it, but, you know, you get the gist. <laughs> Either way, kaijus. And big monkeys. Yes. You're going to watch the lizards bank the monkey. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, to get back on topic of the cigar... Uh, this is another one of those that kind of reminds me a little bit of The Villager. You know, it's got a touch of that sweetness, but then follows up with a little bit of the spice. Um, I, I'm really starting to dig that combo. I mean, I look for that in my, you know, cooking and, you know, when I do seasonings and meats. And now that we're getting to nicer weather, I can start talking about that stuff again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I guess maybe it is true. Hey... What do you like to eat? And I can recommend you a cigar. <laughs> it's all about the spice of life. Yeah, I mean, it's that, you know, Ecuadorian Habano is like, you know, it's, I think comes in waves of what, you know, to, you see a lot of, like, for, for a while there, we had a lot of San Andreas rappers, and it's now it looks like, you know, Ecuadorian Habano is making a comeback, and I, I like that, that, you know, little hit of pepperness, pepperiness. Uh, that don't get, you know, very often. Yes, absolutely. At least not what I've been smoking lately. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I would say this is what, maybe, maybe a medium plus, you know? Um, but so far, very good flavor. I'm digging it. And it has the M for monkey. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of which, if you're going to have to try to fight uh, Godzilla, you should call in the Strike Strikeforce, com. Use your promo code CIGARNERDS for... 20% off your order. Comes in tiny little tin pouches, so if you need to run for your life, you're not going to be weighed down with a bunch of cans. And you'll have energy for days. Yes. Even though the typical kaiju fight seems to be over relatively quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not, not a lot of endurance. You know, it's kind of like me. The bigger you are, the less endurance you have, so you got to fight quick. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fight hard. For that short duration. But for yeah. that f short duration, you're giving it all you got. Size matters. you, you got to destroy them quickly. After that, you get tired. you got to take a nap on the boat. Uh, but with that, we'll be right back. 
and welcome back. So we're talking Godzilla vs. Kong, the new movie that just came out, and a surprising, like, return to theaters. I mean, you actually went and saw the theatric release. Me? Eh, I just paid my 15 bucks and subscribed to HBO Max, and I'm like, huh, definitely gotta find some other stuff uh, to watch <laughs> to... Yeah, you've, you've not... Uh... And before we get into the movie proper, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. It's like we've, I, I have not pulled the trigger on, on HBO Max yet. I probably will, you know, because they're like, you know, anything kind of whatever Warner Brothers related or some of their, you know, kind of a same day release on HBO Max as in at theaters. And, you know, our local theater hasn't reopened the, the uh, AMC, the next town owner, you know, over has and I'm like Kaiju deserve a big screen and some surround sound so I'm gonna go I haven't been to a theater in like a year and a half but so I'm gonna go see a freaking movie in theaters and the problem was it's still kind of super COVID paranoia so they're like uh, they're open but there's a ton of precautions and it's like you're supposed to wear your mask like before, during, and after the film, the only time you're allowed to have your mask off is when you're eating. So it almost forces you to buy concessions. So you're, you know, if anybody comes to check and be like, yeah, I'm eating. Cause I ain't wearing a fucking mask watching a movie, <laughs> especially when it's also social distance. So there's like no one around me. I'm like, so I like, I bought the large popcorn and yeah. I mean, how was capacity when you were there? I mean, it was probably half capacity of a like normal, you know, showing cause they had, Basically, you bought your tickets online, and then whatever seat you picked, they blanked out the seats around you. So you, you know, it was at least like maybe two seats between between pe- between groups. So it was. I mean, and it, like I said, I went to see it on a Wednesday, which is not you know haven't gone in on like a Friday or Saturday yet. So like you know, Wednesday night showing was about probably average for a Wednesday night showing. <laughs> but being like you know opening day of a of a movie, I would expect it to be more crowded, but then again, like the only new, there's only maybe two or three new movies in the theater and everything else is like old movies. Cause there's not enough new shit out to fill an entire <laughs> theater at this point. But by the time you buy popcorn and tickets and all that other shit, like you're cost way more than it would have. If you just bought your $15 of HBO max. I, oh, mean, yeah. I mean, probably just the movie ticket in itself was pushing you close to that. 15 yeah. It's pretty bucks. much. It was like 15 something just for the ticket. So, I mean, uh, I kind of wanted to support theaters since they reopened, but yeah, if if it's on HBO Max, you might as well watch it on HBO Max because it's like you know makes better financial sense, and you don't have to like deal with you know the bullshit regulations. I I, I think theaters will if we ever go back to a like full opening, then going to the theaters will be worth it for the experience, but for certain movies anyway. But like right now, when it's still like kind of semi-open, might as well if you can, if you could if it's something that is coming to a streaming service, just get it on the streaming service. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, for me, I was able to sit down with a nice cup of bourbon and uh, had my surround sound, and you know, I didn't have whatever the movie, but you know, I had a good seventy inches of TV in front of me, and that was I felt adequate. <laughs> yeah, so at this point, it's like been home so long that i'm like i just want to go sit in a theater for once <laughs> it's been so long and then you Especially, complain about it that's because it wasn't the 
experience I remembered. <laughs> but you knew it wasn't going to be the experience. It was... I, I don't know. I, I think I might officially be old. You know, for me, the theatric experience was, hey, it's a great opportunity for me to be alone with my date in the dark. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that now. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, man, it's like, you know, there's... With everything being closed, there's not been any opportunity to go out to any kind of social event. So I was like, I'm going to try this whole, you know, theater thing. And I'm like, yep, it's it's not there yet. <laughs> Give it a month or two. Maybe regulations will relax and we can go back to the regular theater experience. But I mean, then again, you're literally just sitting there closer to other people listening to them chew. Which for <laughs> me, like... One of the reasons I don't like going to the theater is, you know, I guess sometimes maybe the audience can enhance, but it, it's not like, hey, we're going to sit here and have a conversation while the movie's on. That's just a weird aspect with me is like people that are like, hey, I'd really like to get to know you. You know, you want to go to the movies? Great. <laughs> let's go somewhere and sit in silence. Except most of the time I go to the movie by myself, you know, especially with like, you know, the wife's schedule. So it's like, I go in there, and that, you know, if I'm here watching a movie, I inevitably start dicking on my phone, or, you know, so, you know something like that. I'm like, but in a theater, it's like, I'm forced to focus on I the thing in front that, of me. I, well, I guess at that point, you're financially committed to focusing on the <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't like, want to waste the experience. <laughs> that, or maybe it's the audience keeping you accountable, because you know the instant you pull out your phone, somebody, put down your phone, asshole! <laughs> that, I think, the, the other difference is, through this whole thing... Like, you've been working in an office this whole time, where I've been working from home this whole time, so any excuse to not be home, I'm I'm down. I'm like, I, I gotta get the fuck out of the house. I've been here too long. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do understand that aspect, uh, you know, when I was working from home for prior jobs, that it's great in some aspects, but yes, you absolutely, you know, like... I'm tired of these four walls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes. I think that's why people invest in like those electronic windows and stuff that give you different sceneries. <laughs> that's what I need on those like fucking you see like, like underground bases that project like outdoors so you don't feel so claustrophobic. It's going to be like, <laughs> fuck, I'm under the water. <laughs> Wait, it's raining. I am under the water. <laughs> yeah, the roof's leaking again. Fuck. Oh. So yeah, this is the fourth. Uh, Godzilla film produced here in America by a Hollywood studio, but it's the 36th film in the Godzilla franchise and the 12th film in the King Kong franchise. There, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, as I was watching this, I was just thinking back, you know, because I, I don't know that I had all 36, you know, VHS tapes of Godzilla, but I had a good... At least 20 or so. <laughs> yeah. You know, Godzilla vs. Jet Jaguar, Godzilla vs. Megalon, you know, <laughs> just... King Ghidra. Yeah, <laughs> like, just, it went on, you know, Godzilla vs. <laughs> crab people, you know, who knows? Oh, yeah, this one directed by Adam Wingard and is a sequel to Godzilla King of Monsters. Uh, well, I guess before we get anything too spoilerish. Your thoughts. People should see it or people should not. As a fan of Godzilla, I liked it. I mean, it was... 
it's very Kong centric. You spend more time with Kong than you do Godzilla. But when Godzilla shows up, he you know it's like fuck yeah, here's Godzilla. We're gonna I, fuck some shit up. I think people should watch it for the sheer fact that this is one of the few times that I can say that, like, most of the Kong versus Godzilla always happens at night and in the rain. You know, so they can hide certain things. Yeah, like the bad effects is always like hidden well but with with darkness. This here, a lot of it was in the light. Great change. Great to actually see where effects and stuff have progressed to. Yeah, the effects have definitely come a long way from a guy in a rubber suit. But then again, like that, and we'll, when we get there, the final fight. Had that feel of a guy in a rubber suit destroying buildings. I'm like, I'm like, this is like classic. I mean, even though it looked like modern CGI, it still, I don't know if it was like just. I the, think they did a very good job. The way they filmed it just reminded me of like the old school giving fights. you that nostalgic experience. Yeah. So, you know, if you're a fan of uh, Kong and Godzilla, absolutely go and check this out. If you're not, or you're on the fence, ah. Eh. If you find something else on HBO Max that catches your fancy, no harm, no loss. <laughs> and with that, spoilers ahead. Uh, yeah, um, I would say my only uh, kind of complaint: the first Kong, our first Godzilla movie, and I'm sure we talked about it at some point. It followed the humans in the thing, and Godzilla was just kind of like a background. He's almost like a part of the environment. He was like a background character. I mean, he showed up and killed shit, but most of the time it followed random dude I didn't give a shit about. The second one had a lot better, you know, gave you a story because you can't just have two hours of Godzilla and no dialogue, you know, Can with the human not? characters. <laughs> I mean, dude, think about the source material. Those, those weren't True based enough. on the script. You're You're there to see... The big-ass creatures do massive amounts of damage. I mean, you know, as True a enough. fan of disaster films, I want to see the ultimate badassery disaster. <laughs> and you're right. I can't tell you a single human in a Godzilla movie other than uh, freaking uh Except for Matthew usually that Broderick one random that really person that is, uh, hey, look, it's Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. And maybe it's because of the whole super, like, political correctness we have nowadays. Not once did I hear someone go, Godzilla. Even though they were in Hong Kong at one point. I mean, I think that's the whole reason why Ken Watanabe, I think was his name, that was in the first two movies. Like, the first movie, like, he's, like, the only Asian guy that, they like, they just brought him in as the Godzilla expert so he can go, Godzilla. <laughs> but, like, you know, he died in the last movie. There was no one to say Godzilla. And that's just a damn shame. It's not a Godzilla movie unless somebody says, Godzilla! Yeah, I you know. But then again, you know, I mean I, I, I do have to say that you know, unlike a lot of films, there wasn't a lot of, you know, political stuff shoved down your plate, you know, face. No. And I, I, and, and you know, it and it's kind of interesting because the very, you know, existence and the being behind Godzilla is very much based on, you know, historic events and, you know, symbolic of, you know, the the, the bombings of uh, Hiroshima and whatnot. So, <laughs> you know, I mean. Yeah, and the human characters, like the little side stories, uh, 
you know, you had Millie Bobby Brown returning from the last Godzilla movie and uh, the kid from Deadpool. <laughs> Which I gotta say, like, usually he's pretty funny. This film, I'm just like, I think I could have done without him. <laughs> he mean, was just the random sidekick. Yeah, I mean, what? He, he had a couple of, you know, quirky sayings and... Like, I could have done without that, you know, honestly. You know, I mean, I could sort of relate to the, you know, whistleblowing podcaster, you know. Um, I liked his character, though. I mean, that, that's, you know, something they knew and they added with this one, which is uh, uh, Bernie, who's a, uh, runs a underground podcast called, like, whatever, the Kaiju Truth or, you know, something like that, that, that you know, he's doing this podcast about the monsters and he's assumes this apex cybernetics up to something shady. And he goes undercover to, to try to expose the truth and Godzilla who in the previous movies has always been a defender and friend to mankind. Has he always been a friend and defender in this this series of films? Yes. He's, he's been the good guy so far in these and he randomly shows up and attacks this factory in Pensacola and everybody's like, Oh, Godzilla's like gone rogue again. You know, we got to figure out some way to stop him. <laughs> you know, it's not that this apex chemicals or whatever is up to something shady and Godzilla knows it. No, he, he must be, uh, you know, ready to flip and turn evil. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, I mean, yeah, that 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 whole story arc of oh well, we're gonna view these creatures as as weapons, so we need weapons, you know, capable of taking down these creatures, and that whole story arc. I mean, I think we've kind of seen that time and time again, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we got, uh, of course, Kong did not show up in uh, in King of the Monsters, and we find out why because he's like living in a a, some kind of like island sanctuary and this like, you know, locked up in this uh, facility on skull Island. And, you know, you get uh, freaking, uh, what's the, the, uh, shady, uh, guy who runs apex, uh, goes to a guy who, who's a, uh, whatever Walter Simmons. He, he goes to Nathan Lind, who is a hollow earth, uh, theorist. And we saw in the last movie that, you know, Apparently all the Titans, as they call them, came from Titan Truth. That was the name of the guy's podcast. Come from this hollow earth. It's like a environment within the earth's core. And we saw like, you know, kind of look like the lost city of Atlantis. that turned out to be like Godzilla's like where he, where he came from and the people who worshiped him. Well, this time we get to see, uh, kind of, so this hollow, where the monkey people come know, from hollowed earth theory. I was kind of doing, Cause you know me, I gotta go and investigate shit. I can't just, you know, fucking take anything at face value, but apparently there's some, you know, a little bit of truthful, you know, like, theories based on that, so it wasn't something Hollywood just invented. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a an old theory. I, I've heard floating around, but I've never actually dug into it. Like, I, I, I don't know about the, you know, reverse gravity aspect. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Well, you got to think. It's like the... 
like gravity draws us toward the center of the earth, but if there's kind of a reverse earth where there's, you know, their ceiling is our floor for that to be possible. So at some point when you're traveling through the, like say if you drive, drive a hole, like straight through the earth at some point you go from falling to rising. So, <laughs> so that's like I said, if, if there's a, like a land at the center of the earth, it's got to be at that gravity nexus point. We can't drill through the Earth because otherwise it'll deflate and then that'll make all the flat Earth theories true. <laughs> or the Titans will get out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Titans can get out if they want out. I mean, you know, and, and I guess that was kind of, you know, something different with this is, uh, you know, getting to see Kong go all, uh, all Thor. Um, <laughs> But I guess, you know, like, you know, the scientists are like, oh, well, the, you know, the kaijus, you know, the, the titans, they're interconnected. They can communicate. We just can't understand them and, you know, that sort of thing and how exactly they work. And, you know, I thought that was kind of cool to where, I don't know, I hate to say it, but I kind of called it. Because, you know, I was thinking, I was like, this isn't going to be straight Kong vs. Godzilla. Like. No, this is going to be a fucking Batman v. Superman shit where it's like, save Mothra. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> and I, I love the memes leading up to this movie where everyone's like, is there any doubt of who's going to win this? Because one is a nuclear-powered lizard and the other one's a big monkey. With a fucking <laughs> hammer that can absorb that nuclear energy. I just had like some Donkey Kong like flashbacks, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, um, I mean, we'd have to treat this like a boxing match, right? Because I mean, as a, you know, based on a T Rex, you got short arm syndrome, so you know, really at a disadvantage with the reach. As long as you know, Kong's got some kind of shield to you know, absorb the radiation uh, blows or impacts, then, you know, he's he's pretty well taken care of. I mean, <laughs> you know, I think he's got, like, you know, fucking hardened ape uh, armor on and stuff, so. Yeah, they have, well, I, I saw, don't know. I We're going to have to interview see a with celebrity the... death match to understand yeah. how this really plays I out. I saw an interview with the director, and he's like, I, he's like, I didn't want one of those bullshit things where there's no clear winner. There's definitely going to be a clear winner of this fight. And as you'll find out later on, turns out Godzilla's not the real bad guy. But him and Kong have their fight before they're like, all right, there's something else we got to take care of. And it's like almost like a traditional, uh, like you think of like a boxing match. There's three rounds in this movie. <laughs> you know, first round goes to Kong. I mean, goes to Godzilla. Because, you know, the whole, th you know, like I said, uh. I mean, he's an aquatic lizard! <laughs> yeah, you don't fight Godzilla in his natural environment, semi natural environment. The dude come. A monkey can't, you know, can't breathe underwater. <laughs> Godzilla from, from. What about a Titan monkey? Is, you know, pretty much amphibious. So, yeah. So, yeah. As we said, the, the, uh, you know, fucking uh, hollow earth scientist, you know, the the apex cybernetics people come to him like, hey, we need some kind of, Godzilla's gone rogue, we need to find a weapon that can stop him. 
he gives off this energy center and we've detected a similar energy center in the center of the earth. We need you to go to the hollow earth and get him. And he's like, well, I've got a crazy idea. And he's like, I like that. Crazy ideas usually make me a lot of money. <laughs> so he's like, well, what if we have another Titan lead us there? You know, this whole like genetic memory theory shit. So the only other Titan they know of is that they have is Godzilla. And they've monarchs been kind of keeping him locked up in this thing for his own safety because Godzilla is like the alpha male. Whereas Kong is also an alpha and two alphas can't exist. If Kong gets out and Godzilla senses him, Godzilla's going to come to fight him to, to, you know, assert his dominance. So, you know, they load him up on a ship and try to sail him to a, an, an entrance to the hollow earth. that's in Antarctica. And sure enough, Godzilla shows up and attacks the, the convoy and, and fuck some shit. up. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, I mean, the level of destruction, you know, just in, and, I was like, all right, that's epic. That's that's disaster film worthy. <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, they got, like, Kong, like, uh, it's one of these boats that they, that they use to transport, like, other ships that have been damaged. You know, so it's like a huge, like, flatbed of a of a boat. It's like a, it's like one of those giant um, cargo ships with no cargo on it. And he's kind of chained to it. Anyway, when he wait he when he senses Godzilla and like wakes up and start, he stands up and starts like pounding on the deck, like bring it on motherfucker. <laughs> and when Godzilla comes up if fucking Colin does that, like leaping Superman punches, just punches him in the face. He did a superhero jump. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty sweet. I mean, Kong has got some boxing skills. It, it appears, but you can't fight. Uh, I mean, yeah, Godzilla does the classic, uh, gator thing. Just grab him and drag him to the bottom of the ocean. And, yeah, until he stops kicking. <laughs> Time for a death roll. Yeah. If it wasn't for some depth charges, uh, you know, getting him off of uh, Kong, yeah, this movie would have been over in the first, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> so round one goes to Godzilla. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I, I gotta say, I was, I was relatively happy with the way that, you know, that battle ensued. Um, I thought it was kind of cool, too, where, you know, we also learned that... Um, Kong's learned a little bit of sign language. <laughs> yeah, you think of these like, you know, kaiju as like just kind of dumb creatures, but, they, but there's a, basically the indigenous people on Skull Island that used to like worship him as their king uh, got wiped out from, it sounded like a hurricane or something, and the the, the last surviving member is this little girl who is uh, deaf, and the scientist watching Kong has kind of adopted her, but you know, she's taught him or, you know, they've learned to communicate with each other, you know, via, via sign language. So it's like, Oh, like, you know, Kong is intelligent and is able to, you know, understand <laughs> more than you think he would. And apparently he's a fucking architect. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the, when we first, before we got into the fight and the first seeing Kong, he's like laying in a bunch of trees, just like, you know, asleep, like, gets up, like, scratching his belly, walking to the water, scratching his ass, like, taking a shower. I'm like, this is like me on a Saturday morning. <laughs> I'm big. I'm hairy. I could be calm. <laughs> uh, just just to him, like, fuck him awake, scratching his ass. I'm like, yeah, that, that yeah, it looks like a... 
I've, exactly I've seen that move before. <laughs> I mean, every time you see a documentary with apes, so I mean, that's that's kind of what you get. You know, it's like, oh well, shit. You know, we're we're not as evolved from uh, our uh, our ancestors as we would like to think. <laughs> you know, and he's like, you know, stripping trees and chunking them at the the fake skies. Like he's like, yo, I know y'all have me in some kind of like freaking virtual bubble here. I'm not stupid. <laughs> Like, I'm the fucking king, and y'all can't keep me down. Nobody spanks this monkey. Unless it's another monkey. <laughs> uh, so, Kong survives uh, round one, and makes it, leads the team to the Hollow Earth. And once you get to the Hollow Earth, he finds, like, basically, like I said, the last movie we saw, kind of Godzilla's lair, where his people kind of came from. Well, like, when he gets to Hollow Earth, it's like a, looks like something out of Halo, nearly, where it's like, you know, the, the sky is the ground, the ground is, it's like this, you know, like, reverse globe world, where where it's almost still, like, kind of like Skull Island, like a big jungle, you know, savannah type thing, and they find this kind of mountain castle of the, of the King Kong people, and Homeboy, like, finds an axe that looks like it's made out of, like, some kind of leg bone and a Godzilla, you know, uh, vertebrae scale and like sits on the throne. Like, yes, the King is on his throne. <laughs> and I was like, that, that just looks like pimp. That's like something of a big Papa video. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it when you call me big monkey. <laughs> oh, at the, uh, you know, while he's down there doing his thing, uh, we have uh, Madison, Millie Bobby Brown, and her, you know, she makes meets up with a kaiju podcaster, <laughs> and they sneak into the rubble of Apex uh, I cybernetics. I have to say, like, if this thing is supposed to be, like, so secret and so secure... There were a lot of fucking security breaches, and, you know, they, they really weren't trying too hard to protect their shit. <laughs> Oh, it'll be like, oh, you don't require a key code or anything, you know, a bit more um, secure to, you know, get to this floor. Like, fuck, most elevators you get in, it's like, I can't even get on a cleaning elevator. Like, <laughs> yeah, without a, yeah, it's, it's like, like, oh, yeah, we got a pass. <laughs> yeah, we, it doesn't take more than like a, like a freaking screwdriver to hotwire these uh, security <laughs> things and get into this. Uh, you think someone who's the name of their business is cybernetics would have better security. <laughs> and I expect terminators walking around and shit, you know, guarding. The, but you know, Hey, we just stumbled on this underground, like maglev train that can transport us to Hong Kong exactly in like 20 where minutes. We're going. Like, <laughs> it's like every video, you know, a very linear video. It's like, I feel like if that was real, there would be so many hallways and doorways. Like, <laughs> You're pretty much on like a, it's like a video game. You're on a track. All the other doors are locked. You have to go this one path. <laughs> and once the camera pans past, you can't go back. Uh, yeah, they get on this little train and find out like, hey, there's like kaiju, the skullcracker monster eggs on this thing. And it's like, and so at first you're like, oh, that's why Godzilla attacks, attacks them is because they're growing their own kaiju or something. And he senses it and he's trying to stop that. But then you also, when the building was getting blown up, you seen this, I don't know, some kind of device that looked almost like an eye. 
Well, when they track them all the way to, to Tokyo or Hong Kong, yeah, I think it was Hong Kong and they get out and like, you know, they end up in this like pen looks like a, you know, we're like, they're like, Oh, we've, we've walked into the sacrificial pit. Cause there's like body parts everywhere. And sure enough, like they're not growing. Well, they're growing their own Kaiju, but they're doing them as uh just as like, kind of like practice dummies. Cause they've built mega Godzilla. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. Like, from there, it went very much Ender's Game for me. <laughs> you know, just the the full haptic suit and like, and the 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 fake science behind the Mecha Godzilla. It was basically being piloted by a guy, not in the machine. Like you know, in like the previous movies, it was always like you know, a pilot inside of it, but this one, it's being controlled by a skull. They well, basically that's because they uh, they thought it would be too Pacific Rim at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, you got uh, whatever uh, Ghidorah from the last, the three headed uh, big bad monster Zero from the last movie, and they're like, oh, its heads communicate telepathically, and its like DNA actually, you know, is like I guess a control mechanism. So, so they're you basically using the body parts like. One brain is inside, you know, the Mecha Godzilla, and they're using like the skull and brain of the one of the other heads as like a pilot, you know, compartment. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh, this is from the. I'm, I'm immediately I'm like, yep, this is gonna go bad. Something, something, fu- something fucky's gonna happen. <laughs> and, yeah, and, but that's the whole thing. They're Why like, do we have to go play in God? Yeah, you know, the apex is like. You know, no humans need to be the alpha uh, predator on the planet now. So we're we're building this machine so we can dominate the Titans. And you know, it turns out this whole like, you know, hey, we you know, tricking everybody to go to the Hollow Earth just so they could steal like, which I don't get how they can just like, hey, let me scan this, you know, mystical power source and then we can automatically like. I don't know, 3D print it in a lab somewhere after we scanned it and automatically power up the, the fucking Mecha Godzilla. It, it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but like they didn't I actually mean, like take something back. They just like transmitted a signal and somehow like, see, all right, cool. We can now like uh, recreate this That was like one of the source. things that I'm like, sometimes I feel like they try too hard to incorporate story. Like <laughs> yeah. for me, you tell me Kong vs. Godzilla, I just want to see two big-ass titans go toe-to-toe. And I'm okay with that. I don't need a lot of story. I don't need a lot of filler. I'm not trying to be emotionally invested. Like, I just want to see shit get fucked up. <laughs> but and, if you're going to give me story, at least have it make sense. <laughs> and and that's my problem with, you know, stuff like this. It's like... And, and, no, like you're, you're trying too hard. Like, yeah, I expected like, all right, we're gonna get a sample of this thing and take this rock back to the thing to to plug it in. But it's like, oh no, we're we're using like Wi-Fi technology. We're just gonna I scan mean, this shit and automatically we can power up the the monster. They made the reference that you know, oh, his brain's the size of a walnut. Well, pretend my brain is the size of a walnut <laughs> and just give me that. Entertain me. That's all I need. <laughs> I don't need all this other bullshit. Like. <laughs> Because then you're 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 gonna force me to take away, and then you know from there I start the nitpicking, and then it goes downhill, and I'm just like, eh. <laughs> but yeah, you and know. that's why I don't really care to go to theaters. <laughs> like if I go to a theater, 
I want to see buildings that sort of look to scale and be like, dude, I, like, I remember, like, you know, and maybe part of it was when I was a kid, but, you know, the first time you see, like, Jurassic Park or something and the T-Rex makes an appearance, you're like, ah, damn, that's a big dinosaur. <laughs> like, that's the type of shit I need out of Godzilla. Like, I don't need to know how they're trying to reverse engineer and, you know, you know, we, we've got to design, you know, the help of, uh, Elon Musk with his, uh, you know, gravity-defying ships, um, and and, and we're going to follow Kong uh, down here to harness uh, this blue shit. Like, I didn't need all that. It's not a video game. But you find out Kong's axe can absorb the blue shit, and now he's got, like, a power axe and goes, like, full Thor throwing lightning bolts and shit. And, you know, and Godzilla's, like, on his way to Hong Kong because he senses uh, fucking Mechagodzilla, and as soon as, like, Kong starts powering up his shit, he's like, I sense a disturbance in the force. Fuck that big monkey. And just like, you know, burns a hole all the way down to the hollow earth. And they're like, Hey fucker, what you doing? <laughs> I have my ax. <laughs> yeah. So Godzilla comes, you know, comes up for, for round two. <laughs> and, you know, and you know what else I missed? The that? soundtrack, you know, because what should have been happening through all of this shit is death cocks. Mermaider, mermaider. <laughs> Got my ax check. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some 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 fucking metal while they're fighting would have been nice, but I, I did like the visuals. Like we said, most of the fights take place in kind of you know daylight where it's not uh, you know not as hidden. But that second fight is like in super neon, you know your stereotypical Japanese town, you know big city with like tons of neon and shit. And it's like, I mean, this looks like straight out of some kind of like freaking eighties music video, but. <laughs> You know, Kong's like whipping his axe around, like black, you know, blocking uh, uh, fucking nuclear breath with his axe, and you know, just goes full like Thor on uh, Godzilla, and manages to, uh, I say, take round two. He kind of, he kind of at least like beats him to a standstill. Where like for a minute there, Godzilla's like, you know, not throwing a uh, radioactive blast and shit, and there's kind of like, you know, oh shit, yeah. Damn, and he's, he looks like he kind of blinds him for a minute too, because there's like he's like running around like running into buildings and shit, and Kong's just jumping out of the way. <laughs> well, I mean, it's always like you know, you know, I I, I think it's always different, you know, like you know, people say when you fight, you never know how you're gonna act until you take a hit, and <laughs> yeah. you know, Godzilla took the hit, and it's like, oh shit, that's different. I don't know how to react to yeah, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little stunned. <laughs> yeah, the fuck just happened here? That wasn't in the script. <laughs> But then you almost immediately go into round three, uh, where you know Kong's kind of lost his axe for a second, and not, but at the same time Godzilla looks like he's a little stunned. He's he's having trouble seeing. He's not being able to throw a, a laser blast anymore. So they're finally kind of on like even ground, where where it's like, all right, now let's see who can fight. <laughs> and like you know, can't, Kong may be king but a king ain't shit to a god, and Godzilla fucks him up. <laughs> but at the same time, he gets him on the ground and just, like, stands on his chest and is, like, just, like, you know, roars in his face and, like, you know, Kong roars back and he's just like, dude, I, I bow down. Like, you know, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, I'm not going to kill you, but you got to bow down. And finally, finally, Kong's just like, all right, you know, I tap out, you win. <laughs> I mean, I think they were just waiting on the referee to give a 10 count. Because I, I didn't see a referee. Like, 
so yeah, like Kong's like finally like, it's like taps out. It's like all right, I'm done. I don't want no more of this. You are the king of monsters. Let me go uh, sit on my throne and wash my ass in my blue, blue shit. <laughs> but then as soon as the battle's over, freaking the big reveal of Mecha Godzilla. But was it that big of a reveal? Well, we had already seen it, but like the you know people in Hong Kong, you know, the general world hadn't hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> and you know, is it just me or is like Mecha Godzilla has never really done it for me? <laughs> like I just felt like that was a cheap, you know, kind of ploy. It's like eh, give give me something different. Like I don't care about robotic Godzilla. <laughs> like, but we it, got the real thing. But yeah, as soon as it, they power him up with the. Uh, with the blue stuff, of course, the DNA from the kaiju takes over and fries its pilot, and it, it goes full Skynet, becomes self-aware, and no longer listening to its controllers. And I like, you know, your your weird Elon Musk uh, guys, like, you know, talking about how, you know, given his, like, evil villain speech of, like, man is the true apex predator, and, you know, we're going to take down the Titans, and the whole time you see, like, freaking Mechagodzilla, like, looking over and, like, coming up behind him, and, like, everyone else is, like, starts backing away, like, yeah, uh, we're gonna just... He's like, huh, what? Turns around, oh, shit. Everything <laughs> gets wiped out. And, like, other dude's like, damn, I wanted to hear the end of his speech. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of feel like we've already seen that in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Godzilla shows up when Godzilla's just, you know, little worn out from fighting Kong and, you know, gives old Godzilla a beating. And I say, in that fight, he's just picking up Godzilla, throwing him through uh, buildings, hitting him with, like, missiles and shit. And that when it kind of, when it, you know, and that's, like, a daytime, like, morning fight. And that's when it started to look like guys in rubber suits again. <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing that it lacked was... Just the, um, the uh, whatever, the amount of vi- environmental destruction is, like, Oh, yeah, this looks like classic freaking, you know, Japanese well, the, uh, the, the, kaiju. The the only thing that I missed is, where was the epic Godzilla tell slide? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't recall seeing that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a classic move from the, <laughs> from the movies. It's Godzilla sliding on his tail with a double foot kick. Oh. I mean, he, he's got more legs than he does arms, so I can understand that. <laughs> uh, and of course we get the you know got, uh, Kong is beaten and uh, the girl and the scientists uh, make it back in, in the surviving uh, freaking anti-grav ship and, and you know and the girl's like I can feel his heartbeat he's dying and he's like well you know, you know it would take like enough power to like power Las Vegas to like you know jumpstart his heart and he's like hey wait a minute we got this flying ship. They told me I had enough power to power Vegas. <laughs> what a coinky dink! Let's let's uh build a giant uh freaking defibrillator <laughs> and just like you know lands the ship on Kong's chest and like and freaking self destructs it and you know Kong gets a, a recharge and the girl's like Godzilla is not your enemy. The metal fucker's your enemy. <laughs> you mu- save Martha. <laughs> Even. I just kind of love it because even in the world of Titans, they have to deal with evil robot overlords. Yeah. You know, I mean, we we talk about the robotic, you know, robotic demise of, you know, humanity and, you know, 
That just goes to prove it. You go all the way back to ancient Titan, you know, mythology. Fucking robots, man. <laughs> uh, it's always the humans fucking up shit, you know. With the robots. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we get Skynet. Yeah. Damn self-aware Titan robots. You know, this movie's done by Legendary. Legendary owns Pacific Rim and shit. Do we get a Godzilla versus Pacific Rim? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, we've we've read and... I mean, know, we almost got that with the freaking Mechagodzilla. <laughs> I mean, they're supposed to be... The same universe, right? Yeah. You know, based on some of the Pacific Rim discussions and everything. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, I would not have been opposed if somebody showed up in a fucking Jaeger, you know, taking out, you know, helping out the homeboys. You know? <laughs> I mean, shit, they already tried to introduce some fucking story, like... <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, think... I, I, I've learned, being a podcaster is a very dangerous thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you go to Canada... You get, get, turn you get into a walrus. walrus, you know. Yeah, yeah. Try to just debunk some things, give people the facts, and you know, try to lead them to water, and you know, fucking get in the middle of a damn Titan battle. Like, dude, yeah. I think we need hazard pay. Yeah, it's always like the crazy conspiracy podcast guy that are like, oh shit, that dude was right. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I kind of feel like, you know what? Some people, yes, are absolutely off their rockers, but you, you take two sides to every story, and usually somewhere in the middle is, you know, where your truth lies. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, you know, to back up the story a little bit, they're trying to track him down, and he's like, you know, she's a fan of his podcast, and, knows, and he's like, you know, it's kind of like you, when you listen to Alex Jones. <laughs> the dude's kind of out there, but then, like, you find out some of the, the, like, Epstein shit. He was on that stuff, like, long before it, like, turned out it was real. So it's like, you know, a dude will say some shit, and he'll be like, that's fucked up. And then you find out, like, some of it's real, and then he says something that's, like, far, far out left field. So you're like, uh, is this, this is the one where he's right or not? <laughs> like, you know, all right, I, I'm, you know, the, you know it's, 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 some of those, like, says conspiracy guys, you know, you got a hundred conspiracies, you know, if one turns out to be true, then it's like, damn it. Now we got to look at the other 99 batshit crazy things he said. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I forgot what it was. I was watching a, yeah, but you believe like the government's tracking us with like these, these like nanobot, like, you know, powders. So you got to wash yourself in bleach to, to get the tracking devices off you. That's how they track them down. It's like, Hey, is there a crazy guy in this neighborhood that buys a shitload of bleach? <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's Barry. Or Benny, or whatever the f uh, fucking name his name was. Benny, yeah, Benny. But 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 Benny and the Jet. Damn, see? Or I'm not wearing my glasses. Bernie. <laughs> it looked like Benny in my, on my computer. It was a weekend with Bernie. <laughs> and like they said, they meet him at some, uh, go to some cafe with him. And they're like, he's got a gun. He's like, no, dude's got a flask and a shoulder holster. I'm like, all right, that's kind of pimp. I need one of those for Dragon Con. <laughs> yeah, dude, you can't have enough ways to uh, properly carry your booze when you're, <laughs> you know, on the move. Uh, but he's like, no, nah, it's like, you know, I, I lost my wife and everything. And, you know, this is like the last, it's like a really nice scotch that she bought me. So uh, 
if you ever see me like just completely give up on this world, I'm gonna drink this. So I gotta keep it uh, <laughs> keep it here just in case. <laughs> and doesn't even get to enjoy it. Fucking kids. <laughs> yeah, there's like you know freaking Mechagodzilla's you know tearing shit up, and they're like he's like, yep, oh, I guess we're fucked. <laughs> Pulls out his whiskey, and the kid's like, oh no, wait, I got an idea, and like you know grabs it and. Because, you know, there, there's always a thing where, like, oh, yeah, the freaking 15-year-old's a damn super hacker. And this kid's like, yeah, uh, I know how to illegally download music, but I, I really don't know how to hack a, a fucking sentient uh, <laughs> robot. Well, my problem is, guess what that password is on? <laughs> a server. Guess what dumping liquid on the keyboard does? Well, it fried my computer. <laughs> I don't know about the <laughs> satellite exact- uplink. Hey, did magically all of your accounts become unlocked and now you can access the universe you couldn't before? <laughs> no. Exactly. I can shit. <laughs> oh, but somehow it, like, shorts out the bot for long enough to, like, Kong and Godzilla to, like, get back in the fight and start, you know, teaming up. And, you know, Godzilla uses his, uh, finally gets his laser breath up and running again and supercharges Kong's axe so he can come in there and just like, you know, slice and dice and make some robot sushi out of uh <laughs> Mega Godzilla. Robot sushi. <laughs> hey, they were in they were in Hong Kong. <laughs> I feel like that's racist. Are you saying there's not like fine American dining in Hong Kong? No, I'm just saying there's really good sushi in Hong Kong. <laughs> I, I always laugh, you know, because we go to the Japanese steakhouses and whatnot. Like, I always, like, imagine, like, overseas, like, there's some guy, you know, standing there barbecuing a slab of ribs or something, and that's <laughs> that's the hibachi, you know, take on American. <laughs> yeah, it's like things here, there's, like, a whole, like, show element with it, but, like, over there, it's, like, it's just normal food. But then there's like you know you get there's like you know the burger guy like who watch, watch me flip this burger and there's like all these like crazy like you know we have all these like you know themed Japanese Mexican whatever restaurants like you go to Japan and it's like crazy American food. Well, the <laughs> the only trend that they really catch on to that I think I would be okay getting behind is they literally have a vending machine for everything. Oh yeah, you can get like alcohol in a vending machine. Exactly, it's like. Oh, you want a burger and fries? Insert money, pull out burger and fries. <laughs> you want some weird internet girl's panties? Put in money, pull out panties. I mean... I'm pretty sure they call that only friends. <laughs> Fans, friends, whatever. But they legit have... I've seen it on the dark corners. Of the they have vending machines for porn over there. <laughs> I mean, you know, anonymous, you know, and, and whatnot. I mean, you just... Walk up, put the curtain over your head, nobody sees the transaction. I mean, it's all hentai anyway. I mean... <laughs> uh, that reminds me of something. <laughs> weirdest thing. Godzilla I mean, the dong. I mean, there's there's so much weird, like, freaking uh, cool technology over there. Like, uh, <laughs> I was talking to the kid the other day, and she's like, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? I'm like, I want to go to Ireland. She's like, I want to go to Japan. I'm like, why? She's like... I want to poop on one of those, like, robot toilets. <laughs> I was like, really? That's your whole motivation for going to Japan? I saw one on the internet. It looked cool. 
But then they're going <laughs> to harvest your DNA and the robots are going to be like, I am now shit monster. <laughs> I've seen it happen. I forgot what the name of that uh, movie was, but, you know. It was probably called, like, Shit Monster or something. I don't know, it was that one weird, like, uh, freaking zombie movie we watched where, like, the alien things kept coming out of people's butts and was turning everybody into zombies. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't remember what that was called, but <laughs> that was fucked up. Uh, we need to do an episode just the weird shit we found on Netflix. <laughs> just, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure... Talk about the weirdest movies we could find. It's all going to be, you know, some sort of a Korean, you know, film, because... They got a lot of restrictions, but they make some fucked up shit. Freaking Japanese horror movies and well, I mean, really, any of the shit. you know international, you know, like, like like you see like the original version of like The Ring and and uh, The Grudge. You're like, damn, this is <laughs> this is some scary shit. <laughs> oh look, I pooped on the robot. Oh great, now the robot's trying to eat me. <laughs> now it's in my bum. <laughs> Yeah, here in America, we just make shit like Zombiever. Because <laughs> everybody knows that a beaver likes some wood. <laughs> the hell, man. Uh, oh, yeah. And, you know, so after uh, they take care of the the ro- Mecha Godzilla, freaking, uh, you know, Godzilla, you know, they, they're like, they almost go back to fighting, you know, and they start yelling at each other, and, and Kong's like, Nope, I'm going to put this axe down. We good. <laughs> I, I'm not starting to start up when we left. You, you almost killed me once. No, you, you are king of monsters. My bad. <laughs> I'll be king of apes. <laughs> and they kind of give her that nod like, all right, you saved my ass. You, you've showed proper respect to the, to the, to the true king. I'll, I'll let you go. And, you know, the movie ends with, you know, Kong is now living. He's like, he's like, all right, the earth is mine. I'll let you have the hollow earth. And, you know, Kong's like, now living in the hollow earth, sitting on his throne, and, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm free, and I'm in the jungle again, I'm not, like, you know, in some little domed shit on this island. Yay! Everybody <laughs> lives happily ever after. And no, uh, post-credits in this movie, where, like, the last movie we had a tease of Kong versus Godzilla, but no teases this time around. Do you think this is... They've they've wrapped up the uh, American Godzilla story for now, or it's just like, uh, with the state of Hollywood and uh, theaters, like let's let's not tease something that we may not be able to make. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think we've seen the end of it, you know, because um, I, I I forgot, you know, back when all of this was announced, I thought there were you know at least five films planned, if I'm not mistaken. Um, which we spoke about. I mean, and, and there's... Dude, there's so many, you know, monsters and everything else, like, in... I mean, they broke out a bunch of them in King of Monsters, but there's still, like, things that Godzilla has fought that we've we've not seen on the American uh, version. And we, we talked about, you know, Pacific Rim kind of possibly being in the same universe. Like... If I remember correctly, like the timeline of Pacific Rim was a little bit in the future, where Godzilla Kong is kind of happening current timeline. So, what if, like, you know, the next, uh, whatever, Pacific Rim movie. <laughs> well, it's like, shit, they really put a dent in our financials. Uh, 
it's going to take us, you know, 40 years to recoup or something, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, maybe maybe we got to go and give it a little bit of time for technology to advance a little bit further, you know, additional funding and, <laughs> you know. I, I don't know. I mean, we saw it with Jurassic Park, you know, them trying to weaponize dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised that, you know. They'd be like, oh, you got tanks and helicopters? We got a giant fucking lizard. <laughs> well, we got, like, you know, these supposed, like, kaiju aliens from another dimension coming to fight the Pacific Rim. What if, like, you know, Godzilla has to show up and, like, help out the uh, the Jaegers defeat some big bad from another dimension? <laughs> Godzilla versus aliens. <laughs> also starring Kong as his, you know, sidekick. <laughs> Don't you remember those, like, junior Godzilla movies, like, where Godzilla had, like, a little yeah, it was like kid a little... Godzilla with him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get... The, the animated stuff? We get... I think they even did a live-action version at one point, but, yeah, it was, of, like, a smaller guy in a rubber suit. <laughs> yeah, we get, like, some kind of future Godzilla where he's, Come like... Come on, son. This is your legacy. You, too, shall be in a uh, giant lizard condom. <laughs> so they get him to fight uh, Kaiju with the, uh, with the Jaegers and, like, a little Godzilla sidekick. <laughs> or we get Junior Godzilla versus Junior King Kong. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I feel like that would just be Donkey Kong. Or is that the next Kong movie? Donkey Kong Junior. <laughs> is that the next Kong movie? Uh, Kong has to fight a plumber from Brooklyn. <laughs> How do these Italians always showing up on my door trying to fix my <laughs> blue shit? It's like I like my leak. It powers my axe. Stop trying to fix it. Or we get, I tell you, that thing too, Kong got swole. Like, I remember, like, you know, Kong movie before, he was, like, climbing up, like, the Empire State Building and just sitting on the top. Now he's, like, the size of a building. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think... Kong hit a growth spurt, man, because, like, back in the day, he used to be just, like, a big gorilla. Now he's, like, Godzilla-sized. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, if you got the label a Titan, like, just being a big gorilla, like, no, like... You got to be larger than life, you know. I mean, that's that's how I view Titan, anyway. Like, I mean, yeah, just because like the old Kong, King Kong movies, he could like pick up a person in his hand. Now he can like pick up a whole like bus or whatever. <laughs> like, I mean, he's like, dude, like I said, dude got swole. He's been doing some roids on uh, Skull Island or something. I mean, he's been drinking the blue shit, dude. <laughs> he, he took the blue pill. <laughs> Kong is fully erect. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> so, uh, who do you want to see either Godzilla or Kong fight next? Remember any old monsters we've not seen yet that we, that we need, uh, to return? Oh, let's see here. I don't remember what he's called, but it was like a big turtle. <laughs> One of the Godzilla movies. I don't remember seeing him in King, in King of the Monsters. Yeah, I, uh... Oh, let's see here. And there was that one guy... Shit, I don't remember his name, but he was like a dude, but he would grow really big. So it was like Godzilla fighting like a fucking Power Ranger. Uh, Jet Jaguar, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got that. I mean, there's, like I said, 36 movies. There's so much lore to pull from to, uh... <laughs> <laughs> to bring it back into the, the Godzilla verse. I mean, I kind of feel like I would like to see Hedro. Which one was Hedro? 
So Hedro was basically, I don't know, kind of looked Cthulhu-ish. You know, looked like he kind of had tentacles on his, his face, red eyes. Um, I, I don't know. I mean... Godzilla like, hentai. What? <laughs> tentacle, yeah. tentacle, tentacle. I don't, you know. Um, <laughs> but it was always weird, like, to me, like, Mothra being the... It's like, it's a moth. It's going to devour our clothing. Keep it away with some mothballs. Like, I just never really, you know, felt the intimidation, you know? Um, but. I mean, the best way to defeat Mothra is with a giant light bulb. You know, they, they do the throwback, like you said, you know, Godzilla, you know, and, and little Godzilla. And, you know, turn it into the old school show like the dinosaurs, you know? So it's like a fucking Godzilla sitcom. So next sitcom. up we get like a Godzilla sitcom. <laughs> That's one way to go with that. <laughs> you know, I mean, just something completely different. And now for something completely different. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> go full Monty Python. Uh, so what do you think of this uh, Mildias? Um, I, I feel like it's a good cigar. Um, I I will say that um, the, the spice has sort of tapered off, though. Um, it's kind of just, you know, a little bit. Creamy, little on the sweet side. Um, I was digging it a little bit more when I was getting, you know, a, a blast of that spice. But maybe, maybe this is one because only realistically about halfway through with it. Um, so I gotta say, for burn and everything else, like definitely get my money's worth out of it. Um, but and we still got a few more segments, so we can we can update you with things. Yeah, the first third definitely had more spice. Now it's kind of mellowed out to that uh, I guess I would call like average cigar flavor where it's like not I mean if you like a a you know definitely like medium at this point but still got some good flavor to it but yeah with the, it's the the pepper is and strength is kind of tapered off but now it's just kind of like in that mellow rest period at the <laughs> the middle of the cigar which is like eh, I'm just smoking a cigar nothing nothing big nothing wild and fancy but, I mean, you know, enjoyable nonetheless, you know. Um, and, you know, honestly, sometimes I actually like this in a cigar because it kind of keeps your taste buds, you know, like, oh, something different. Whereas if you have the same flavors all throughout, it's like, man, I just kind of wish it brought a little bit more to the table. But, you know, so, so I got to hand it to them. You know, it's got a good complexity to it. Um I don't know. I, I, you know, I think this would be a very good little little whiskey in the in the cup, little bourbon. And yeah, little, little I bourbon, think this, uh, I think this. this would be a very good drinking cigar. Um, yeah, because it's not overwhelmingly strong, but it's got enough. I think it's got enough, enough power to like hold its own with a with a nice whiskey. You know, and you know, sometimes you don't necessarily want all that spice and stuff uh you know when you're when you're drinking a uh a little whiskey yep sounds good and with that we're gonna venture back to the hollow earth and be back
of the monsters Energy fill the time And fighting me in the battle Will make you king of the lies I promise I'm a beast Come at me and get demolished Say you're the King Kong I'll make you a king's coffin No, I'm just being honest No, you're fighting the strongest Banging up on your chest Got you thinking that you're a conscious Nah, you're a fraud Bow down before a god Made the three-headed monster Ghidorah look pretty fly You ain't nothing I'm the dominant Swatting you with no struggle And charging up with the power To give the ultimate punishment Hunker down like a coward You know that my strength is doubling Beating you down for hours I'm nuclear with the trouble And I take a seat You'll end up being deceased Disintegrate you to dirt Or I'll put you underneath You're something I'm gonna eat I'm something you'll never be I'm something you'll never be A god amongst kings It's time for some science. We're gonna learn how to make kaiju robots stuff. <laughs> we just watched a film where that didn't work out. <laughs> okay, maybe not kaijus, but you know, we don't have this problem. But if you're still a single man in the world trying to make it, uh, someone has designed an AI to try to make uh, pickup lines, and robots uh, aren't yet ready to be pimps. Because they came up with some weird-ass pickup lines. <laughs> I mean, I, I gotta say, like, in has a pickup line ever worked for you? Outside of just, you know, you're, you're already in a good spot, and, you know, maybe it just lightened the mood as a ha-ha, like... I mean, I go... Uh, on a cold opening, maybe not, but, you know... I had a philosophy where I would I would talk a lot of shit, and you know, if you throw ninety nine things at the wall, at least one of them's gonna stick. <laughs> but but on a cold you know cold opening, pickup line ever work? No. Well, it's like you know it's being funny is always uh yeah better than than but a generic pickup did line. Did the pickup exactly like you know I I think you know it's one of them like. Hey, you tired? You've been running through my mind all day. That shit don't work. But if you can crack a joke, like Ralph Garman says, make them laugh, make them breakfast. <laughs> Wait, does that mean like cook them breakfast? Or no, like, if you make them go laugh, full zombie they're and... going to be spending the night, and then you make them breakfast in the morning. So, so I say you got to, if you can make them laugh, you can, you know, you can, you, you can get them get them to bed. Yeah, you know, this guy ain't the most attractive dude, but he's pretty funny. I might fuck him. <laughs> It's only gay if you make eye contact, so, I mean, <laughs> hey, there's that. So, this experiment, uh, basically, they used four different uh, uh, AI variants, uh, Da Vinci, Curie, Babbage, and Ada, each having, basically, varying sizes of neural networks, and they found the ones with the bigger neural networks came up with at least somewhat... Uh, uh, comprehensive uh i guess pickup lines they still don't make any sense like uh da vinci which is the one that uh that uh you know kind of came up with uh your name's the best da vinci ones. but you sure ain't no leonardo <laughs> yeah so some of their examples was i love you and i don't care if you're a doggo in a trench coat <laughs> or so it's like the robots have experienced <laughs> internet memes <laughs> or one of its other ones i will briefly summarize the plot of back to the future 2 for you <laughs> I mean, that's a Dragon Con pickup line right there. Well, I mean, <laughs> that, that could work if you're at a, uh, you know, Back to the Future convention. I mean. Uh, 
Yeah, Babbage came some with a little a little weirder. Uh, it came up with like "I love you to the confines of death and disease and legions of and the legions of Earth rejoice." Woe be to the world! And also, hop. butterfly, hop on one leg. <laughs> I think it's a pirate pickup line, maybe. Nah, dude, that's a straight up haiku. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> uh, whatever Ada or Babbage became was kind of like the uh, was the. Uh, Aiden and Babbage came up with the worst, where basically they tried to sell you stuff. Uh, their pickup lines consisted of limit to one purchase in stores and nifty sweaters, $15.99. I mean, I guess if you're trying to pick up someone who's interested in deals, uh, <laughs> that might be the, the, the robot for you. So yeah, they're not, uh, they're not, you know, smooth talking yet, but, uh, yeah, these, this was all, uh, outlined in a blog by Janelle Shane, who was kind of a, AI master, uh, and, and does a lot of c- kind of, you know, language model stuff with, uh, open AI and GPT three. So yeah, this is, I mean, I, I, I kind of have to wonder about that though. Can you really call yourself an AI master? If your AI can't master the art of pickup lines, <laughs> like, well, yeah, <sighs> with the exception of like, you know, maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson, most scientists aren't the most socially fluent people in the world. So, you know, it's like those who can't teach. So those who can't teach AIs to try to pick up chicks. I've never been able to do this in real life, but let me try to make this robot do it. (laughs) Ah, shit. Like I, you know what? I, I, I think it's this, right? I think oftentimes the maybe just a theory hypothesis since we're talking science these guys are sitting around man i'd really like to get a girl i need to work on my pickup game here let me talk to this ai (laughs) and you know it's almost like you know recording yourself singing and realizing oh shit i can't sing (laughs) what is being played back to me now is nothing like what i just projected Well, uh, we've talked about, you know, speaking of virgins, let's talk about Virgin Galactic. <laughs> Are you saying there's no more virgins? <laughs> uh, Virgin Galactic has unveiled their new spaceship. Uh, we've talked a lot about, you know, Elon and his uh, space program. Well, Virgin Galactic is trying to get into the uh, commercial sp- flight. You know, they want to be able to take passengers to space. So their uh, ships, you know, are made for more like passenger vehicle, you know, to the stars type thing. And this shit looks like something straight up out of sci-fi. It looks bad. I mean, this chrome weird winged jet aircraft, uh, uh, which is the first of the Virgin spaceships, but can uh, it generation power the three city of Las Vegas. <laughs> Not yet, but yeah, spaceship three, the first one called imagine, uh, with its, uh, sister ship under construction, which will be, named Inspire. Uh, so yeah, this is their kind of their first or their <coughs> next generation of, you know, what they're, uh, hoping to get into the commercial, uh, space flight field. If only it plays like a virgin. Yeah. This looks like, I mean, it almost looks like, uh, it almost looks like one of those stealth fighters. Yeah. Like I was thinking like Queen Amidala's ship from like episode one, that freaking chrome ass ship she had I just want somebody to hurry up and build X-Wings because I want to I fly an X-Wing dude you can build X-Wings right now <laughs> in your shed 
Yeah, this uh, you know, this ship will be flying out of uh, Virgin Spaceport America in New Mexico, and they say once this program's kind of reaches its future goal, they want spaceports to have like 400 flights per year and spaceports all over the world to to uh, you know enter the next generation of commercial spaceflight. So you don't have to be an astronaut to go to space. Yay! I feel like though, like. We can say commercial, but there's still going to be forces and elements at, at work that are going to be different than your typical... Shit's going to be know. expensive. <laughs> well, I mean, not only the price, but, you know, going to space is going to be quite a bit of a different experience than just your average, you know, flight from point A to point B. Yeah, and I don't think... Like, right now, there's nowhere to actually go in space. So, the space tourism thing is going to be more like... Hey, we're going to take you up really high, and you're going to be like, able to see the stars, and we're going to take you back. It's not like we have, like, you know, moon bases or space stations that people can go, like, we don't have Space Vegas yet. So. <laughs> and and welcome to Moon Base Arcade. Over here, we have the Stone Throw. <laughs> and and over here, we have Gully Chasm of, you know, Infinite Flight, because, well, you won't go down. You'll just go up. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bouncy house on the moon, but it's the bounces on the roof too. So when you bounce up, it bounces you back down. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> oh, upside down bungee jumping. He jumps up, pulls you back down. <laughs> Although right. I, I would like to, you know, I mean, people that are big into skydiving, like I wonder what the, you know, highest altitude uh, skydive is possible. Well, they had that one guy that jumped out of a balloon from like near orbit. <laughs> Like it set like the world record, I think whatever last year that went up in one of those like weather balloons that pretty much almost got to like it's not fully like outside the atmosphere, but it's so far up that you can start to see space. And he bailed out from however high that was, and that was pretty impressive. So yeah, I don't know if anybody's gonna be jumping out of a <laughs> an aircraft uh, yet. Uh, Travis Pastrana may try it. I mean, he's crazy enough. Those guys jump out of all kind of crazy shit. Nah, he'll just take a dirt bike and backflip <laughs> off of it or something. <laughs> Dude, that'd be awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, another AI story. Rally uh, race in space. <laughs> space race. Uh, YouTuber creates roadside AI to compliment dogs as they pass by. <laughs> Hello, yep. doggo. <laughs> I mean, hey, I... I Dogs appreciate a good compliment, you know. As a male, and not, you know, that far evolved away from my uh, my furry canine friends, I cannot say that I appreciate a good compliment. <laughs> I yes. know when I compliment my dog, it wags its tail. <laughs> the YouTube uh, YouTuber writer Calm Down uh, started a project titled The Dog Detector to Make Me Feel Better. Uh, he said he designed a machine to help increase dopamine, uh, by complimenting uh, man's best friend. Hold on. I just figured it out. This YouTuber needs to partner with the scientist working on the pickup line because this guy's already mastered complimenting bitches. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this uh, AI based on a uh, Raspberry Pi uh, setup uh, uh, with a camera, a megaphone, and a machine learning system that can recognize dogs as they as they pass by, you know, when the camera detects a dog, it, uh, uses the megaphone to 
you know, play pre-recorded like messages to dogs and uh, also owners like, Hey, like your dog, good boy, whatever, you know, just, <laughs> so. Whoa, yeah. did you just assume the dog's gender? Yes. Oh boy. That robot's going to get canceled. Oh boy. I mean, so far the, the, uh, the AI can't recognize, uh, male dogs from female dogs. It's not that advanced yet, but maybe a future, a future version. And also some of the suggestions what he's had. What if you have something that looks like a dog? <laughs> Does it know it's not a dog? Like, oh, he's a cat. Good dog. That's a bear. <laughs> it's man, bear, pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, and he says like future versions of this, uh, maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, cause he's getting suggestions of, of stuff he could add to the system. And one of them is like, you should have like a launcher that could launch dog treats when it detects dogs as well. So yeah, future versions of his, uh, dog complimenting robot I might be able to actually, you know, Dog sitters, Talk look out. Stuff. Before long, this will be complimenting and dog sitting. <laughs> uh, and finally, zombies. AIs and zombies. The two different apocalypse that uh, we all fear and want. <laughs> Do we? I kind of feel like my... Uh, I'm going to have to go melee on this zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I've, I've, I've realized that my, my preparedness... Has not prepared me very well at all. <laughs> oh, it's like I saw a meme. They just recently some uh, uh, appeals court uh, struck down the ban on uh, bump stocks, and now everyone has their bump stocks that they were supposed to turn in. And like this one is like ATF confused how so many people uh, suddenly have bump stocks when they were banned. <laughs> it's like yeah. No, that shit got turned in. That shit was buried in my backyard, waiting for, uh... <laughs> so Magically, bump stocks resurface from the ocean everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, somebody has opened the gateway to, uh, you know, <laughs> Titan Central. Gravity has reversed, all of our weapons have returned. <laughs> but researchers at the University of Illinois' Nuo Respiratory, uh, uh, department analyzed a pattern of gene expression in brain and found that some genes in the brain actually become more active post-mortem. Dun, dun, dun. Like the dead ones? Yes. It's like, you know, they, uh, basically found br changes in the brain hours after death, thereby generating discrepancies between fresh and post-mortem samples. So like, you know, some kind of, the, some of the brain activity did not, you know, end at death and certain genes and stuff actually became more active in the, you know, mm. 24 hours. I wonder after if that's death. the uh, determination of uh, heaven and hell. It's like, oh boy, this side of the brain went active. Oh yeah. He's in a bad place. Very bad place. <laughs> oh, look at there. This side went active. They're really happy. They're in a good place. Yeah. And they said, you know. I think they made a TV show about that <laughs> called The Good Place. Published in the Journal of Scientific Reports, uh, they revealed that about 80% of the genes did not change their expressions, and those directly related to brain activity, such as thinking and memory, became significantly reduced within just a few hours. But surprisingly, there were a, a few, uh, as they, they're calling them, zombie genes that actually became more active in that during that 24-hour period. <laughs> those are the ones that are like... And continued to grow for many hours uh, after death. Fuck yeah. It's finally over. 
This is what this is what peace and relaxation uh, does to the mind. Well, that's like uh, there was a. It's kind of like the, the ultimate nightmare. I remember. I think it might have been an episode of Tales from the Crypt where a guy invented a new, um, basically anesthesia that like would stop the body but would allow the ma- the brain to remain active, and and he ended up dying, but his brain stayed active. So he was like. Even though he couldn't move or speak or communicate, he was awake and aware through his own autopsy. That would be fucking horrific. (laughs) (laughs) And on that dark note, that's all I got for you this week. Uh, Tune in next time for more science and more fuckery. I'm lifelong ensign Charles Kelso. I'm Federation Envoy Keith Johnson. I'm Ferengi Counselor Veronica Dashel. And I'm Andorian Mess Hall Cook R. Allen Seiler. And we're the crew of Earth Station Trek. Join us for episode reviews, discussions of themes and characters, and all the news from across the Trekverse. Our logs cover the full gamut of Star Trek. From the groundbreaking original series to the future of the franchise on Paramount Plus. With lots of stops in between. Join our crew aboard Earth Station Trek for your regular podcast escape into the Trekverse. Go bald or go home! And now it's time for all things nerdy in Nerd News. And welcome to Nerd News. Speaking of fuckery, Loki, the trickster <laughs> god, has a trailer. The king of fuckery. Yes. And apparently crazy uh, government facility is the Marriott. <laughs> it, it's always the Marriott, like... <laughs> And it's crazy, too. Like, no matter how it's done up or anything else, it's like, oh, that's really... I recognize that it's the Marriott. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a Pulse Lounge. I've spent many a time there. Yeah, it's like, yeah, so many Marvel movies are shot here now that's like, that's like the bonus game of going to a Marvel movie. It's like, let's spot things we know. <laughs> and that's Petrie Center. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and and over there is the food stall where you can get a lucky number seven. <laughs> Oh, I miss lucky number seven. Was it number seven? Yeah. <laughs> the number seven or whatever that freaking... uh something doesn't matter. Bistro. It's the one place remember. that never has a line. <laughs> yeah. Except for that one time. I was like, what? Kind of tripped me out. <laughs> but yeah, it's a Marvel Disney Plus series. Um, And uh, yeah. Tom Huddleston has returned. Do we have a release date on that one? I think it's coming out in May, isn't it? Um, you know, release dates are so subject to change. <laughs> yeah, because um, right now we're we're in the midst of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, so that's what's next after Falcon and the Winter Soldier wraps up. It looks like uh, June 11th, of ah. 21, as of right now. Um, but you know, I mean, maybe with uh, with it being Disney Plus, you know, I know. My thing is I'm I'm really skeptical about anything that says it might have a theatric release, <laughs> um, you know. But, you know, so far the streaming services have been pretty on point with their release dates. And, and I, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, streaming content so far hasn't really, you know, made me miss the theatric experience. No, I mean, the downside of Disney Plus is, like, it came out and there was so much, like... We have all these great things we're going to have, and none of them are ready on day one. And they've been slowly coming out. Oh, but I... now that the shit's finally getting released, and, and the COVID probably slowed down production on some of this shit, that so far the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus has been pretty legit. Uh, I know you haven't watched any of the Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff, but, but it's 
it's pretty badass so far, and we'll probably talk about it in a future episode. And more kind of traditional yeah, Marvel see, action. Yeah, see, I'm still not on the, you know, oh, trying to keep up week to week. It's like, nah, bitch, I'm going to slow down <laughs> until I have a full season. <laughs> um, But I, I will say, not only with the streaming services, but, you know, as somebody that's pretty big into gaming and whatnot, like, you know, a, as much good as the internet has brought us, like... There is no such thing as a full release game anymore, you know? Um, and, you know, it's always, we're going to have all of this, this, this and, you know, everybody pre-orders, and it's like, wait a second, we have none of that. <laughs> well, that's all in future development, it'll be coming in future, and, you know, a studio dies, and it's like, I paid $60 for garbage. Yeah, it's like, You know, yeah. like, I will never buy a video game, I don't care how bad I want to play it or anything. I will never pre-order. I will never buy day one. Like, I will wait till that shit hits the $20 bin, and that's when I'll pick it up. Because then it's maybe actually complete. <laughs> well, I mean, and by then, there's enough user feedback to be like, you know, hey, shit is completely broken, and it's never going to be fixed. Great, I'm not going to waste my time with it. You know, or, you know what? It, it could be like a No Man's Sky situation. Game came out. You know, people are extremely excited. And then it was uh, nothing there. It was there. <laughs> dog shit, now two years later, and it's an absolutely phenomenal fucking game. Hmm. You know? But that's the studio standing behind its product, and it took longer than anticipated, but they seem to be delivering now. You know? <laughs> yeah, stop making beta releases, you know, appear to be alpha releases. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, normally you get alpha, then beta. Okay. Um, Whichever is, like, the completed system, yeah, stop, you know, beta testing what, and telling but us But that's the, the problem game. with the internet, is everything is a beta test. Like, oh, we're gonna add, you know, this feature, and blah, 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 and, you know... Oh shit, we broke 26,000 things. Uh, <laughs> quick, go back to prior to uh, that release. And, you know, it's all a big fucking beta test. But, you know, back to Loki from this new trailer. Got kind of Quantum Leap vibes out of it. Because it's like, basically from what we can tell in the trailer, uh, this is the Loki from Endgame that snatched the Tesseract uh, and disappeared. And him basically doing that caused a bunch of multiverse branches which you know we know the damn it loki you fucked up the timeline yeah so like you know we know the next uh doctor strange the multiverse of madness uh so yeah there's some kind of secret government organization that we've never heard of is like basically time cops like we're the ones who are supposed to preserve the timeline whoa is it gonna be like the time cop arcade <laughs> who remembers <laughs> that shit oh wow uh <laughs> so yeah loki apparently has been uh captured and tasked with uh fixing all the things he broke in the times the timelines and so we're seeing like loki you know on adventures through time getting into shenanigans so it looks fun yeah <laughs> and it looks like um the time variance uh authority ah. the taa they're no longer just doing tobacco <laughs> so yeah I, I don't know i mean i think you know seeing him travel through the different time periods i think it's going to be a blast i'm i'm looking forward Apparently to it. loki's db cooper from the looks of it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it should be interesting and amusing another thing that i uh i kind of came across as a fan of mad max um there is a post-apocalyptic film called scavenger that looks like it's going to be kind of interesting um I guess this is a uh, Argentinian film. Don't see too much for Argentinian 
No, not that um, I can recall. And yeah, I mean, costumes, vehicles, everything else definitely feel like they could be set in that Mad Max universe. <laughs> Is there a guy playing guitar on top of a semi? <laughs> I don't know, but there's an assassin and an organ dealer uh, with a dark past that seeks revenge for crime that marked her for life. Mm. You know, so I like assassins. I like people that deal with organs. I like to keep my organs. Hopefully it's not a f- another fatal feature. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I don't know, you know, I mean, I, I think it's going to be rather interesting. Um. So this will be a direct-to-video um, in the U.S. for May 11th. So, you know, something, you know, before Memorial Day. We can remember what the wor- Earth was like before the apocalypse. But oh. we'll link to the trailer, and, you know, you'll see it, and you'll be like, holy shit, this could be Mad Max. <laughs> and there's Rosa. <laughs> and there's a Morton Joe. Woo-hoo. <laughs> oh, dude, speaking of theaters, you know... Like we said earlier, if you can get it on HBO Max, get it on HBO Max. But there's plenty of things that are starting to come out that are theaters only that you're going to have to go see a theater. And one thing I saw a trailer for when I went to see Kong vs. Godzilla is nobody. That looks badass. It's like dad bod John Wick. <laughs> and I think it's made by the same producers of John Wick. Where it's like a f- you know, family man just gets pushed a little too far. People break into his house. Turns out he's some kind of like ex-badass, but it's the comedian like uh, from Better Call Saul, uh, Bob Odenkirk, who does not look like an action hero, but from that trailer, he is fucking shit up. And like, that's one that, it's not available on HBO Max, you have to see it in theaters and or wait till video, but that is another one I may actually venture out to the theaters to see, because it looks pretty fucking wicked. Well, I may venture out with you, just so I can get first-hand experience, you know, I can't just take your word on, you know, what a theatric experience is like these days, so, you know, um, I, I've been trying to get away from the dad bod, but the, dude, it's really hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of commitment. <laughs> I'm not ready for that level of commitment. So, uh, yeah. Um, up next, a uh, little bit of uh, Borderlands, the movie um, news, is Edgar Ramirez has joined the cast. Um, he will be playing a character named Atlas, who is a business titan, arms manufactured, and considered a most powerful person in the universe, to be quoted. Um, we get Lilith, the Sirene, who's a outlaw... Um, I, it's kind of weird for me cause I'm a big fan of the Borderland franchise just as a great looter shooter, you know, <laughs> great, just comedic and, you know, crazy, uh, just overall antics. Yeah. I'm wondering if the movie is going to be as comedic of the game or if they're going to try to make it a serious sci-fi action. I mean, movie. I, I almost think they have to try to make it charismatic, quirky and everything else because if they try to go all serious, like. And I I don't know I mean I mean if you, you make know, it serious a... it has to also be ridiculous well I mean... know, or the characters themselves don't know they're in the in a, a comedy but it's still comedic in yeah. just how ridiculous it is I mean I will say that going from the epicness that was Borderlands two to Borderlands three and you know not having the same writers and everything else I will say that. A lot of that magic was lost, um, so 
that's what really makes me kind of skeptical about, you know, them doing a movie because, you know, I, I don't know. One, we don't really know a whole lot about the plot. We don't really know, you know, the direction they're going to take say, was the there film. a plot in the game? <laughs> well, I, I mean, there, there is. And, you know, but the gameplay is what was so, you know, kind of awesome about it. I mean, you know, spoiler alert for people that haven't played Borderlands 2, I mean... Dude, one of the DLCs is you are literally playing a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, but with fucking <laughs> weapons and shit. Like, and the characters realize that I cast AK forty seven. Yeah, I mean, you know, exactly. Like, I mean, there was those quirky antics like that that, you know, the characters know they're playing a game, but you are in the game having to fight the dragons and all of the creatures, and you know, complete the quest and everything. Like. I mean, you know, like it was just absolute badassery. <laughs> um, for people that don't know, complete, you know, one of the missions, you get a grog nozzle, you can keep it. Just don't turn in the mission. <laughs> you know, Salvador with a grog nozzle and a uh, double penetrating Harold Unkempt, or Unkempt Harold, uh, dude, absolutely fucking phenomenal combo. <laughs> you will wreck everything and heal at the same time. Amazeballs. Uh, James Gunn has confirmed that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will shoot this year. Woohoo! Speaking of Gunn, did you see the new uh, Suicide Squad trailer? I have not yet. I. I yeah. Is it bad that I still haven't seen Suicide Squad? Uh, I gotta say, the trailer, because the first one was not done by Gunn, this one very much has that. Guardians of the Galaxy wackiness feel to it, but it looks badass. Um, Will Smith is not returning for this one, but you still got Harley Quinn and kind of a new batch of uh, Suicide Squad guys uh, running around, and looks like they're fighting some kind of like kaiju star monster. But I mean, it's even got Peter Cacal Peter Cabaldi, uh, former Doctor Who, as the Thinker, Sylvester Stallone as King Shark. <laughs> And I gotta say, it looks pretty badass. I mean, the first one, it was not great, but it was a good, dumb action movie. And, and with, with plenty of, like, comedic relief. Where this one looks, like, just So is it bonkers. worth the watch, then? It's worth the watch. I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's not one that I've kind of gone back and watched multiple times, like Guardians. But the first one, it was interesting enough to watch it, you know, at least once. But, uh, I mean, if nothing else, it's got a badass soundtrack. And some cool action sequences, but the new one just looks fucking crazy. <laughs> James Gunn is the man. Sweet, yeah. Is and this isn't the series, you know, that they're doing Peacemaker. This is a, you know, direct uh, sequel or something. Yeah, this is a a movie, not a not, not a, a series. series. Cool. Nice to know that James, uh, you know, doing a lot of shit because I know he's also doing that uh, that Peacemaker Suicide Squad series. So. Which, yeah, John Sienna as Peacemaker in the trailer, too, looks pretty funny. <laughs> I don't even know how you can see that guy. <laughs> uh, he has a big, shiny helmet. It's easy to spot him. <laughs> oh, okay. So he didn't wave his hand in front of his face? No. Not, okay. Not, at least not in the trailer. Not not yet, anyway. <laughs> Which, that fucker's in the new Fast and the Furious movie, too. There's a new Fast and the Furious trailer where he's like going to be the bad guy in the next one, whenever that shit comes out. So it's like, damn, Sienna's like, showing up in a lot of shit lately. Which... I mean, dude, for a wrestler, 
he's kind of the next rock. He's actually like, I like him in movies. He's a pretty good actor for an ex wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we talked the same about, you know, Dave Batista. Yeah. Know, Batista's and stuff. been, been pretty good so far and things. So it's like, well, you got to think, you know, wrestling is basically, you know, improv acting with muscles. <laughs> yeah. Gone are the days of ECW where they were literally risking their lives. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I tried to, you know, I just saw some highlights from a wrestling thing, and I tried to watch, and I was like, it is so weird without fans. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's one that, you know, they football, baseball, all these sports, they've they've been able to, uh, you know, do without fans. But wrestling is one of those, it's like, the guys interacting with the crowd, and the crowd getting everybody fired up. I mean, that's, you know kind of a key element in wrestling is the crowd <laughs> and like <laughs> it's you know it's it, you know, and especially for them performing for a crowd it's not like sports where you know you're competing for like you know an actual win you know yeah wrestling's kind of scripted are they competing eh, depends on who you ask <laughs> but it's a performance piece and doing a performance piece with no audience is just kind of doesn't have the same energy <laughs> I don't know. For me, like I, I, I kind of felt like the energy's been dead for a while now. I don't know. Yeah, I've not watched wrestling and you know, I, I used no to go and I would, you know, watch all the, you know, pay per views and stuff like that at, you know, different places and you know Yeah, just some of some of the some of the magic, you know, nostalgia, you know, that sort of thing. So um, any other news, tidbits, anything you want to share with the folks at home? I think that's all we got for this week. So check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitter at CigarNerdPod. You can pick up shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. You can pick up energy drinks at StrikeForceEnergy.com. Promo code CigarNerds gets you 20% off. And with that, oh no... There goes Tokyo. Go, go, Godzilla. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.